The other day, I had a super jam-packed day. I taught, I podcasted, I was interviewed, I coached. I mean, it was like six. Oh, I went live on Instagram. It was, it was busy. It was busy, y'all. And I was a little bit tired, but I wasn't, I wasn't like really toast or anything. And I was playing with a baby and just thought like, man, I'm so freaking lucky that these people trust me to be in their businesses with them. And not, you know, lucky is relative, but I'm just incredibly blessed. And I wanted to take a minute and just say thank you for being here with me, for letting me guide you, for being a coach and mentor to you. If you only listen to the podcast or if you're an annual advisory and with me all year long, I just am really so grateful. And I'm so grateful for where I started right? Like totally as an outsider of this industry and so grateful to have been welcomed in obviously now many years later. But I also am really proud that I stayed the course and that I didn't give up as a salon owner, that I didn't give up as a stylist when I didn't have a lot of clients or when I was actually like the worst hairstylist in the whole wide world. I'm so glad that I had staying power right? Like that I, that I dug my heels in and said, I know what I'm doing is good. And I'm not letting other people shake that foundation. And I knew that for me, there would be purpose in it and that I was following my purpose. And so a, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so beyond grateful for you and the time that you spend with me and, and the, the things that you do for yourself to improve your life and business via the advice that I share with you. And, and B, I'm, I just wanted to take this minute to acknowledge the fact that like staying power is what makes the difference. Like some people will say, Lexi, just tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, just tell me why I'm not there yet. And a lot of the times, almost 99% of the time, the thing that I tell people that they should do is absolutely nothing. That thing that they need to do differently, the thing that they're doing wrong, there isn't one. It's that it needs more time. It's that they have to stand a little stronger in their conviction of why they're doing it and then do the dang thing to make that thing happen. And so I just wanted to leave you with that because as I was sitting this morning and and that day, you know, that I had that busy day and after just kind of reflecting on like, holy smokes, like those conversations that I was able to have and be a part of like what important conversations. And I'm just, I just was sitting in it, you know, like I was having a glimmer as they say, it's the opposite of a trigger. Um, I really like that. So I was like, dang, this is amazing. But also like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't move the way that I do when things weren't going well. And that's really the difference. And it's, it's like, I mean, this, the last couple of weeks as a salon owner have not been easy for me. And I, you know, I'm going to share it all with you, but like freaking air conditioner broke. We had a plumbing issue. I have a stylist that had personal emergencies and basically is not going to come back to work things way outside of her control and certainly out of mine. And literally like it's been, it's been, it's been a little bit of a pressure cooker. And I, I didn't even really think to like share it with you because it didn't shake me. I'm just like, we're moving right along, like buying a new air conditioner. Literally it's going to get installed when I'm recording this this week and or within the next week and like you know person leaving there's more people that will come and she was wonderful for the short period of time and I wish her nothing but the best and I'm you know I mean like there's nothing I can do about that and like it just it didn't phase me and I'm just so grateful that that staying power that 
that I have that now still, right? Like it doesn't change where you are in business. You still need to have your feet in dedicated to your vision with conviction for what you want. Like that is power in business and that is how you get to the next level. And so yes, all of the above really, really matters. But ultimately like what matters is what you want and it matters how you get there and it matters what you do when things are not going well or when things are not going as you've seen them. And so I just wanted to share that with you before we dive into today's today's episode, which um, you're going to like. What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, salon business coach, and mentor. I'm a salon owner of 17 years, and I am here to share with you my experiences and expertise, my failures and successes so that you can have fast, effective biz solutions in the salon. Each week, I will bring you inspiring and actionable conversations to help you meet your goals. The 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. Before we dive into this juicy and dare I say it, going to be one that might make me cringe after I record it. I want to remind you that my four-week mini mind has spaces open. The time to move is now. We are going to focus on end of the year stuff. So we're talking holiday planning. We're talking about how you move at the end of the year to prepare your business for next year, for growth, for profits, Things like what do you do with your money to make sure that you are doing things appropriately this year for your taxes for next year, right? Like just some best practices and some things that I've learned along the years, things like that, that you can then take to your CPA and say like, hey, let's make this work. This is a a mini mind is a mastermind, but mini, right? Like we are focusing on a couple of things. Yes, it's holiday planning. Yes, it's all of the things that I am super known for at the end of the year, but we're taking it a step further into these are things you can repeat every year and literally use all year long because we're going to spend four weeks together. We get to go so much deeper. So I want to invite you to check that out. Please join me if you are feeling at all called. If you've ever wanted to work with me one-on-one or you wanted to work in or be involved in my mastermind or in an intensive, this is priced for you to be able to come in, spend four weeks together and to have it be incredibly impactful. So just check it out. The links are in the show notes. I don't know if there's spaces left when you're listening to this, but I, I want you to be there if you want to be there. This is one of the most fun things that I get to do in hosting masterminds and mini minds. And it's a great opportunity for us to get to work together and be in an intimate to ca- container that is just so incredibly sacred to me. So check it out. Today, today today I have my like I feel like I'm taking my hoops out and it's gonna get real real around here because that's what you're here for you're not here for bs you're not here for gatekeeping you are here for the real me and the real business realities of doing business in the salon so last week I kind of hinted that I'd been getting some dms that I'd had some conversations and lots of things going on privately about all this stuff going on online about retail's dead. There's no point to have retail in the salon. It's outdated. It doesn't make you money. You lose money by selling retail. Literally, like all of these kind of posts that the internet, as we know, 
it's just whatever anybody puts out there. Like there's no fact checkers. There's no integrity police. There's no like, oh, you're a good leader or a bad leader police. There's people that just say whatever they say. And like, if they have influence, they take off with it. And, um, there you go. And maybe their intention was really clear and good and honorable. And the way it gets spun is what you end up with. Like, I don't know. I don't control the internet. That's not my problem, but it is my, been brought to my attention that I should address this because you guys trust me and thank you for that. And I know it's my job to be good for it, right? Like you put that trust into me and I need to show up for you in a way and be good for it. Like I need to, I need to prove it to you. Like, and granted, do I need to prove anything to anyone? No, but I want to, I want to prove to you that I'm good for it because it's important to me, not because I'm a salon business coach that wants to get more clients. Yes, of course that's true, but that's not why I show up and do this every day. Because if I won the lotto, I'm telling you, I would still do this. I stand in this with you because I love salon business and I love all the aspects of it. But more than that, I love what it's done for my life. I love what it's done for my family and my life and without the, and I, I probably, if you've listened to the podcast a long time, you know what I'm going to say. Literally, I believe it is my purpose to share my experiences and my knowledge and my expertise and my skills and the things that worked for me and the last 17 years of experience as a salon owner with you. That is, that is literally my purpose because women deserve to have more choices in their lives period end of story and we can have that we can have choices and and freedom and flexibility when it comes from cash hard cold hard cash money and we can do that with our beauty business we can literally change our lives with our beauty business and the trajectory of our family's lives and that to me that's where i stand but that's why i come to anything that i do here in in on the podcast as a business coach and mentor, as a salon owner and as a human, I am like an ultimate, like literally girl power spice girl, but I am coming to it with like, yeah, like let's not just talk about it. Let's actually change this. Let's actually change this. Somebody said something the other day to me like, oh yeah, must be nice. Like just get a sugar daddy. And I was like, woof, number one, no, no shade. If you want one, like have one too. But like, I am my own sugar daddy. Like that's not like, that's not my vibe. My vibe is like, let's do this so that we can make our own choices and be incredibly empowered in doing so and impact the lives of others. Literally, literally, that is a superpower that we all have in the salon. Lit- literally, that's a superpower. Straight magic. And so I'm coming to this conversation purely from heart because I care about you and your business and I need to share my perspective on this because you're asking me for it. And as a leader in our industry, it's my time to pipe up. These posts, these statements that are going around online may be true for those individuals. And that's totally fine. That's completely fine. If retail is outdated for them, no problem. If retail doesn't make them any money, no problem. If they think you have to like create your own product line to make money, no problem for them. If they think retail doesn't matter in the salon, they're probably right for them. But that does not mean that they are right for everyone else. I will tell you right now when people say that retail doesn't work, 
I literally just like hold it all back because I'm not someone who wants to throw shade. I don't want to make someone feel small. I don't want to make someone feel inferior or dumb or any of those things. And I frankly, like if they're not asking me for my advice, like I don't need to tell it to them. Like I have tons of people who want my advice and I would rather give it to them. But in this instance, when people say that, I, it just like, it gets me a little hot under the collar because it's not true. It's absolutely not true. There are ways to do retail, to sell retail in the salon and make a ton of money. There are ways to make retail modern and incredibly unoutdated. I don't think it's outdated to begin with, but you can modernize how you connect with your clients. Like for people that aren't modernizing, that's outdated. Like this, all of these things, all of these posts, the the videos going around, some are viral, some are like, you know, tiny viral and, and look like it's because it's an opinion and it's different and that's interesting. Or it's like an original thought because, you know, the internet's full of like regurgitated stuff and you better believe I'm going to go on Instagram and do this, but I just don't want to get in like a pissing war or whatever. Is that even I hope that's still okay to say, um, (laughs) over this like stupid thing that like, sure, everybody's right. Everybody's right. But if you're someone who wants to diversify your income, if you want to deepen the relationships that you have with clients, if you want to truly take care of your clients, retail has to be a part of the equation, right? Like I'm not here to defend if retail is good or bad. I'm just here to defend the fact that It's an option. It's a part of your business. And if you choose to ignore it, if you choose to decide that retail shouldn't be a part of your business because of whatever these opinions are or opinions that you may hold, it's too much work. I always lose money. Like it's outdated. I feel like it just sits there and collects dust. Da 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 da. Like that's on you. Like that's a choice you're making in your business, just like you don't offer extensions or just like you do offer extensions or just like you don't do children's haircuts or men's haircuts or shave people's heads. Like, I don't know what you do or don't do. Right. I don't know that. And it doesn't matter because you know your business better than anyone else. You get to make those decisions for yourself. You get to. And the same goes for retail. But I'm telling you, when someone says it's dead, it doesn't work they're wrong because it absolutely does in the perfect scenario, in the right scenario. It doesn't even have to be perfect. It could be completely half-assed and it works. But if you want to make it really work, you need to put the plan in place. You need to do the work on retail. And it's funny because I don't really like, I've never said to myself, oh, I'm the retail guru in our industry. But I think potentially like I'm starting to get a little bit of, um, of that as a following because I keep getting these posts and other influencers in the industry and other educators are like, Lexi, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? And I'm like, I'm going to mind my business, my eyes on my own paper because I don't freaking care what they're doing. Except now I had like way too many DMs about this. And I went live with Michelle, who is at Beauty Business Guide on Instagram. And she's so smart. She's like the numbers queen. She really, really rocks numbers and all the things. And she was just like, hey, Lex, like, I think we should talk about this. Like, I want to talk about it, but retail is really your jam. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. Because I I really, if you ask me, like, what do I do? I specialize in strategy, leadership, and yes, retail. And so those are the things that I like to talk about that I like to work with in terms of my 
private coaching clients and, and basically everything that I do as a, as a coach and mentor in our space has the, has an aspect of, of those things. And, and primarily overall, everything's focused on growth and simplification. And so she's like, let's go live. So we went live and had a really interesting conversation. And so you can go back and watch that. We'll link to it here um, in the show notes. But it, it's the, the conversation is like a lot of people are selling retail and like those comments are, I, I wouldn't say they're helpful. I don't know that they're hurting anybody, but they do make you raise a question and think. And so on that aspect... Like if you have to stop and slow down and go, am I doing this right? Am I just doing what's been going on? Am I just like following the flow here? And then you have an original thought of your own in business. Like I love that. So I'm actually glad that these people put these opinions out there. I just want them to go one step further and at the end of it say, for me. (laughs) That's what I want. Because it does work. And just because you have a difference of opinion doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad. Like, that's okay. Like, it's great to have an opinion that is different than someone else. It breeds thought, which frankly, I think uh, as a whole here, uh, especially when we're talking in respect to social media, like we could use a little bit more of that. However, when it comes to those specific comments, just as a blanket, like I 100% disagree. And I disagree with all of those statements because business is never black and white. And retail for my salon and my clients my coaching clients, is a huge part of how we grow income. It's how we serve our clients between appointments and how we diversify our income. And those are all things that are really important to long-term business growth. I would also love to know these people that like, I didn't do any digging. I don't really care that much, but I would like to know, like, I don't know, how many salons have they owned? How many people work at their salons? How long have they been doing it? Because I'm going to tell you right now, as a salon owner of 17 plus years, we sell a lot of retail, okay? And it matters to our bottom line. And it it's an investment that has paid for itself over and over and over again, literally. Like, I believe that these thoughts, ideas, opinions about retail not working and being outdated and, and losing the salon money come from a spot where like either they just haven't given it enough time, haven't done it well, sorry, or literally just didn't like run the numbers right. And I think that that's okay too. Like there's one more step of that equation. And Michelle had a really great graphic that showed, you know, like you buy your first bottle of shampoo, you sell it, you get the money back to replace it. And then you move forward and you invest that again. And then you get some back and some back and eventually it's all paid for. And that's like, it's how it works. Literally any business, like when you buy into a retail line, the very first time, it costs you money. When you opened your salon, it cost you money. When you bought color as a brand new stylist, first time you were renting on your own, it cost you money. Being in business costs money. It costs money to do business. But the point is over time, your investment is paid back over and over and over again. And that's the part where like, I just think the math didn't get finished when they were going through these conversations because like the numbers don't lie. The numbers do not lie. And I pay a hefty freaking commission, hefty, 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 and account for cost to do business. And I still make money. And I'm, I I just can't make that up. There's no way to make it up. The numbers literally don't lie. And so I invite you to stop and go, okay, like, what is it? How do we do this? And, and I want to just run through, I'm going to try to keep this relatively short, but 
I just want to run through some ways that could help you with your retail and, and how we can like go line by line on these topics, sentences, opinions, and the whole time. And you know this, I say this a lot here on the podcast, take what you want and leave what you don't as your coach, as your mentor, as your favorite podcast host. I hope I am here literally to just give you my opinion and what's worked for me and what's worked for my clients across the country. And And you get to decide what works for you because I'll come back to it one more time. You know your business better than anyone else. You know your clients. And it's your job to be a good steward of that business by making business decisions that work for you. You never have to agree with me. And in fact, I encourage like civil discourse. Like I would love it if you're like, no, Lexi, like I'm just going to show you why this didn't work. And I would love to be challenged by that. I would love for you to be like, hey, I don't think that. I think this. Like, it's so great to have a conversation and and learn, right? Like, it's so wonderful. I had a client the other day say to me, like, well, you know, I just really don't like doing it like that. Something that I suggested in her strategy. And I thought, high five, sister. Like, I'm so glad that you told me that because A, I don't know that. Like, I don't know what you do or don't like. Yes, we've worked together a long time, so I kind of do. But I don't, like, she had to tell me that. So I don't put that in her strategy anymore. Like, when I'm working on her business plan, this is an annual advisory client. Like, I don't put stuff in there like that because she's like, hey, like, I know it works, but I just, it doesn't feel good to me. So I don't want to do it like that. Like, oh my gosh, like, that's cool. Let's talk about this. Tell me why you don't like it because maybe... Like I'm learning in that instance. Like maybe I don't want to do it like that and I want to do it how she does it, right? Like there's just so many different ways to do things and nobody's right, wrong, good or bad. It just has to sit well with you at the end of the day. Opinion number one, retail is outdated. Okay, I, I no, it's not. It's really not. Like, I don't know. Have you bought anything lately? <laughs> retail is not outdated. Literally the buying of goods is very much not outdated, okay? So we're just gonna start with that. But also people are buying beauty products more and more today than ever. Literally beauty and personal care has been on the rise for like the last six years, thanks to social selling. So maybe, just just possibly, uh, how you are selling retail is outdated. You know, I'm the emoji right now with the hands up, with a little cheeky face being like, (laughs) maybe it's you. Um, but my favorite way to offer retail from the salon, and you guys know this as a beauty professional is during the appointment, right? We're going to do things before the appointment, after the appointment to support that conversation and that sale. But in general, like we come to this with desire. We want our clients to want the item, to need the item and, and to need it in, in a most like in integrity forward, desired kind of way. But we want to sell the physical items in the salon because that's where we can control the transaction and make the most profit. Okay. So yes, I love in salon. My second favorite way is to sell directly from you online. So salon interactive is a super cool tool. It builds an online store for you. You pick the products and it looks like it's your website. Like it's not like an affiliate link in the same way where you like go put in a code. Like this is them going to your website. Salon Interactive is awesome. I don't have a code for you. I don't have anything for you there. If you DM me, I can put you in contact with them and they probably would love to know if I sent you. But otherwise, like 
I don't have anything, any interaction with them other than we're just friends and I love their product. And most brands are on there. So you can find a lot of stuff on Salon Interactive and you can build your store without having to put whole lines. Like it's really cool, really super cool. And it pays you as like, as if it's a really high paying affiliate link, but it looks like it's coming from you. I also love like if you have your own online store, we have done that in the past. It's tricky. It's a lot of work. And like doesn't always like work out the same way. So when someone orders from your salon interactive link, it works the same as an affiliate link. So it's stuff is getting drop shipped, right? So like you can modernize how you sell online and also keep your profits high. You just have to do it in a smart way. But also we want you to sell it in the salon first so that you can control the whole transaction. You are the beauty destination. Like this is about mindset more than it's about like, is retail outdated? Like, do you want to sell it or not? Like, do you want to make money? Like, how bad do you want this? Do you want to serve your clients? Do you want to take care of your clients in a way that ultimately like gives longevity and durability to your business lifespan with that client? Like, that's the conversation. You know, it doesn't always have to be about money, but it, it, this in particular, if we're talking about diversifying our income and raising our profits, like, yeah, like if you're doing all the work, have it in salon, have it right there so that you get all of that percentage. And if for any reason you're like, that still doesn't work for me, I don't have the capital to invest, blah, 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 whatever your situation is, then make sure your online positioning with retail is still one that is the highest paying. Like who wants to get paid less for doing all the work? And if you're like, well, I just don't want to talk about retail as a whole. And that's opinion number two, that like, it's just too much work. I don't feel like it. I don't make enough money. It's not worth it maybe you're not doing it right. Like maybe, I mean, that's a, that's a whole thing. Like maybe you don't have a system in place to make it easy, to make it simple. Maybe you don't love the products that much. And also maybe you need to start thinking about it, that this is part of your job. Think about it like this. Who knows your client's hair, skin, whatever it is that, what service you do, the thing that you work on, who knows your client's hair better than you do? Who's their expert? Who is that person? Oh, that's right. There's no one else. Literally, it's them and you. The influencer online selling via an affiliate link or an online store, whatever it is, literally doesn't know them at all. Doesn't know the things that they like. Doesn't know how her hair is when there's a drop of humidity in the air. Doesn't know that she hates that calic in the back of her head. They don't know those things. So literally, who should be giving them beauty advice? No one really, but you. <laughs> now, of course, like other people are going to chime in and that's the beauty of it, right? We, we love beauty influencers for sure. I personally follow some. It's so fun to see like how other people do those things. But when it comes time to your client styling the hair that you just beautifully painted on their head and took care of with all of this effort and the relationship that you have with them and you don't talk about what they do in between, like you just don't talk about it, shame on you. Literally, I don't care if you don't want to sell retail. It's still part of your job to help them maintain it between appointments. This is how you show your clients that you care about them overall. And you certainly don't have to sell retail in order to care about your clients. I'm not saying that at all. Please don't get it twisted. But it is your job to make a recommendation to help them have the best hair 
ever, the best skin ever. Insert your adjective here, like the glowiest, the most voluminous, the shiniest, whatever it is that they want. Like that's your job to help them achieve that. Not just in the salon, not just in the salon, but between appointments at home. Like we want them to feel so good about their hair all the time so that they feel good about the interaction that they have with our with us and with our businesses because that's how business truly grows right we take care of our clients that's the whole thing opinion number 3 you have to make your own line in order to make money or you have to private label or white label something like i'm just so very sorry if this is just like the first thing that came to mind when i saw this particular video is that um I, what <laughs> If you don't have the wherewithal in order to sell retail in the salon and make it make money and and have a profit turned over from something someone else manufactured and like gave you all the assets and the tools in order to do so and it's been tested and all of that, like I, where do you think people are going to be able to figure out how to manufacture a line and then market it and sell it all by themselves? Like, I don't think that's for the masses. And I'm going to tell you right now that I've looked into it multiple times and it's a fun idea. And I think it's crazy profitable. Like there is, there is that part of that opinion. Like you, you can absolutely make a ton of money if you manufacture your own line. And if you have house products, I love it, but that's not the solution. If you're selling retail and not making money, that's not the solution. Okay. Like, please don't go and invest in that because you're going to have even more struggle without the support of the brand and the brand awareness and these other online tools and affiliate. Like, it's just, that's going to be a whole other ballgame. Mind you, the amount of money that you're going to spend that likely will end up at least in the first iteration of in failure. Sorry. Like, this is just what it's going to do is incredibly high. So like that to me, I saw that and I was like, where does this person get off like saying that that's a good idea for most people? Because it's not. It certainly is a great idea for the right people, but it's not a blanket statement. And you know that I'm not here for a blanket statement ever, but that one, that one really gave me a, a bit of pause and a little bit of head scratching because there are so many parts to manufacturing and coming from my background in wine and when we, you know, produced and had the vineyard and then we manufactured big time and, and vented and, and sent a wine around the world. Like there's so much money involved with manufacturing and, and whether, and if you're going to just white label something like, yes, that takes it part of it down in terms of like how you create the actual product, but it's not as simple as just like putting your logo on and selling it either. So if that's something that you're interested in, please do your research and also just know that it might be incredibly profitable, but there will be a cost to do business associated with that too. And and on the subject of cost to do business, there's so much involved in in retail, in selling retail items. There's cost to do business that is larger than most people take into account. And that's something that I fully account for in our retail and we still make money. I, I account for between seven and 10% and that is way high. It's not really that much, but I account for it that way so that I know I'm profitable. And so cost to do business is something that we've talked about here lots on the podcast. You can go back and listen to other episodes when we talk about profitability, but it's, 
you you have to look at cost to do business no matter what it is that you're investing in, whether that's a pre-made product from a huge manufacturer and distributor, or if it's something yourself, like that cost to do business and how long it's going to take you to repay your original investment is exactly what this whole conversation is about. And so like if you don't have the the wherewithal and the staying staying power to sell two bottles of shampoo. There's no way in order to be profitable on the third or the fourth, there's no way that you are going to be able to withstand thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to create your own line and pay yourself back in order to be profitable long-term. Now you totally will be, but like if those, those two examples are not the same person and, and that's the big line that I want to draw in the sand specifically to this opinion. And opinion number four is that retail doesn't matter in the salon. Okay, so I've kind of talked about this in every single other opinion here, but it does. It absolutely does. Like you are, you've got to do your job. You're supporting your client and their beauty needs and their beauty wants and desires and their how they feel. Literally, my business coach, Michelle, is fantastic. So fun. She recently just cut all her hair off and her stylist doesn't sell her retail, like doesn't really talk about it, doesn't really like say much. Like Michelle asks the questions. And when we have, when we talk about my business, she's like, man, like this is so crazy. So I looked up their salon. It is so freaking cute. They have a beautiful, impeccable retail area. And Michelle's like, every time I go, I spend the same amount of money on my hair as I do in services. And I'm like, okay, everybody wants you to be our client, but, but the client, bought it herself. Like she made the decisions. Like she went after the appointment, she checked out with her stylist and then she goes into their retail area and shops and pays the same amount on retail tools, et cetera. Like every time she's like, Oh Lexi, this is what I got. What do you think? And like, I literally give her a, a consultation about like, Oh, well I think for your hair, you should look at this and this. And like, I looked at their salon, like I know what they have and I'm, I'm it's fun, right? Like I love it. And we love hair as stylists. It's how we can like literally connect with our client between the appointments. This is something. And if you've taken any of my master classes this year, I've talked about this a lot, but clients go in the pothole between appointments. And in essence, Michelle, my, my business coach, she fell in the pothole and made decisions herself, but she has me, an outsider who frankly doesn't know her hair as good or as well as her stylist does, but I'm giving the advice anyways, because she's asking for it, right? So this is what happens. People fall in the pothole and you know, when you're driving along, driving along, you fall in a pothole, right? And you get like jerked around. It makes you like say, Oh shoot, look up. Like weird things happen. Like you can't control it. You go like, well, you don't know if you're going to go left or you're going to go right. Depends on like where your steering wheel was last. And that's what happens to clients in the pothole. So to say that retail doesn't matter, what if they go to Target and buy some Kristen S and then you can't get that purple out of their hair for like six months and then it breaks off and then they hate you because you broke their hair off. But really it was a Kristen S, you know? I mean, the pothole is a dangerous place. And so to say that retail doesn't matter in the salon, like it doesn't matter to who, it matters to everybody in the salon. It matters to you, the stylist, because you have an opportunity to send them home with a piece of the salon, with a piece of you and your suggestions more than the work that you've just done on their hair or if you're an esthetician on their skin. Like that's amazing. But also they forget that because they live their life and they look at themselves all day long. They're not thinking about us every time they do a blowout, right? Like we all have gotten our hair done. And if it's bad, you're thinking about them. But how about if we give them something good to think about. Like when I'm giving myself a blowout at home, I'm not looking at my money piece and being like, hmm, you know, like I'm really wondering what she's doing today. What's she doing today? 
(laughs) It doesn't happen. And I'm like in it, right? We're in it, in it. But if it's bad, I think about that. But when I am out of dry shampoo, I'm like, oh shoot, I got to get some more dry shampoo. You know what I would think about? Oh, the salon and my stylist. Of course, I buy my own dry shampoo at the salon. But these sort of things like that matters. That matters. And they should be buying things from us as their beauty experts, or at least getting the recommendations from us and buying via affiliate links. Or frankly, like if you don't want to touch retail, cool. It's still your job to make a recommendation. It's still your freaking job. I don't care if you don't sell retail and you have no nothing on your shelves and you're like, I don't sell it, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to diversify my income. Cool. No problem. You don't have to. That doesn't mean retail doesn't work though right? Like that's the part that really irks me when people take that stand. So you don't need to sell it, but you should still be talking about retail literally to your clients. You need to talk about, it doesn't, you don't have to talk about retail, talk about at home care, talk about the products they're using. It would be the same thing as if a client came in and you didn't give them a consultation, the same thing. Like you have to care about their hair what you're going to put on it and what they want. And you need to know how they want to style it and do all the things at home in between as well. Like this is super, super, super important. And we need to look at it and treat it with the importance that it carries as a part of our business. Your 10 minute beauty business tip today is to say, all right, where, where am I with retail? Where's my mindset with retail? And how can I make this work for me and for my clients? What I suggest is you write down two questions. Think about it. Maybe you want to go to AI and go to chat GPT and, and say, all right, uh, give me a couple of questions that I could ask my clients about their hair care. Give me some scripting in order to speak to my favorite products or to get, just help me out with that. Right? Like, and if you're not into AI yet, Ooh, I got something cool coming for you. Um, but in the meantime, like figure out what, what, how can you, how can you make this better for your clients? How can you make retail more a part of your service? To me, it is not the thing you sell at the end. It is literally a part of the service. Just have a little brainstorm journal about it. And when you come up with something or you get stuck, send me a DM because I want to help you work through this. I'm so passionate about this and really just, I'm so passionate about it because of the impact that it's had on my business and my life and the lives of my stylists. I can't tell you how many of my stylists use their commission to pay their rent like every single week, literally. Like there's somebody pays their rent every week fully with commission. Like it is, it's just on and on and on and it's important and it carries weight and it is valued like cold hard cash value, right? Like that is important and impactful and something that I will never turn my back on in business. I hope you have the very best week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.